thank you for asking me to speak. It's been a hard week. <laughs> it's amazing, actually. I just want to honour you guys for getting up every week. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's funny because I'm, I'm fine back there. And then as soon as I have to talk, I'm like, oh, gosh. Wait, here we go. Um, so, yeah, just this week, especially on Wednesday night when we had music practice, I could just feel the weight. Oh, gosh. It was like a pain in my throat almost, um, just of wanting to make sure that what I'm saying is of God, first of all, but also following on from last week's uh, sermon, which was all about your power of your words. I was like, oh, great. Now I have to like really make sure that in my words I'm speaking life because, you know, <laughs> you can't come off the back of um, yeah, your words have power of life and death. And then, gosh. Anyway, what is your relationship with worship like? Have we got, I've actually got a little slide. Um, maybe. It's coming, it's coming. Uh, so the Oxford Dictionary says that worship is to show admiration, devotion, honour and reverence. And as a church, we demonstrate this through things like prayer, um, study, service and a life lived to the glory of God and also through singing. So I, it's definitely the um, main way that I connect with God is through worship music. Um, so whether it be me singing up there or if it's just even listening to it, it is my favourite uh, genre of music. But also I just feel instantly when it's playing, um, the lyrics that are like glorifying God, I immediately feel like I'm right there. I'm connected. Um, and so if I am having a hard day or something, I just chuck music on and I feel just a sense of, oh, there you are. Like, I was wondering where you were before. Now I can feel you. Um, uh, but why singing? So um, Yip Harburg, who was the person who wrote Somewhere Over the Rainbow, that one for Wizard of Oz, uh, he said that words make you think, music makes you feel, but a song makes you feel a thought. And as Christians, we breathe in God's goodness and we exhale worship to him. Um, so worship, yeah, has always been the main way that I feel like I can connect to God with. Uh, Martin Luther King said, next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. The gift of language combined with the gift of song was given to man that he should proclaim the word of God through music. Um, now studies show that we are more likely to remember a memorized text if we add rhythm, melody, poetry and repetition to it. So even if you were to read the same book multiple times, you probably wouldn't be able to quote word for word even the first maybe three sentences um, unless you're reading Dr. Seuss's Green Eggs and Ham because if I was with a box, uh, oh, sorry, would you eat it with a box? Uh, would you eat it with a fox? Would you eat it on a train? Would you eat it in the rain? Um, green Eggs and Ham, you know how it goes. Um, or if you add melody to it, like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, A, J, K, L, M, N, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V. You know, you can remember it um, without even uh, having to think about it. You know the next letter that comes because there's a tune to it. Um, so do you guys ever catch yourself singing worship songs during the day? Um, and that is one of the main or the best ways to memorize scripture is if you can put a tune to it. So in the 1970s... Um, 
Scripps Rune song was born and Keith Green, who is one of our family's um, good old favourites artists, uh, came up with lots of melodies, which was just 100% scripture in song. Um, things like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And things like um, Keith Green wrote, Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Um, so even now, sometimes when I read the Psalms, I find myself singing them because I have that automatic connection, adding music to Scripture. So there's also the part that singing in itself um, uses lots of different parts of your body. So in your brain, you've got the creative side and the more logical side. Well, it uses both through melody and through um, lyrics. Um, we exalt God with our words. We create melody and harmony with instruments or our voices. Um, we also lift our hands and surrender. So we're doing something physical. And often I find myself especially closing my eyes. And that's mainly so then I can focus and not be distracted with things around me. All of these things added together brings connection with God. Um, so worship, the music that we sing before we have a message, it expresses love, adoration, and intimacy through poem and melody. So for me, it's the next slide. Um, worship is like the vehicle on the road to relationship. Without it, I'm stranded on the roadside. And worship is the key that unlocks the glass door to intimacy. Without it, I'm just an observer looking in from the outside. So there were five main things um, that come to mind or that happen when we worship. And I actually, um, it's funny how God works because in the week I had like set aside time that I was going to um, look into this or prep for this Sunday. Uh, but I found myself things dropping into my head when I was washing the dishes or when I was in the shower or uh, when I was driving in the car. So it wasn't even in times where I was setting aside time, but it was just um, spontaneously in my subconscious, God was just dropping these things. So there's five things. One, worship brings God's kingdom, God's dominion here on earth. So as we declare God's goodness and exalt his name and praise him above all things, uh, we bring his kingdom here and his dominion. So we put him in his rightful place above all else. And in 1 Chronicles 29.11, David declared, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. Everything in the heavens and earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. So as we lift up God, there is no room for the devil to have a foothold in any area of our life. He has no power over you, your family, or your relationships. God's power and presence can flow and move through us as we declare his dominion and his kingdom. So number two, worship brings unity. I really love this picture of the Battle of Jericho. Um, so in Joshua 6.15, uh, it reads, On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and they marched around the city seven times. And then the priests, which were the Levites, those who were consecrated to God and those were the worshippers, they sounded a long blast on their horn and Joshua commanded them all to shout, for the Lord has given you the city. So there was no clashing of swords or uh, any actual fighting, but it was God who gave the victory and it was through them worshipping and lifting up 
God's name. So when we worship together, it actually connects us to each other. It brings unity in this place. There is something special, and I missed it so much during COVID and lockdown, was just not being able to worship together with everyone, just coming uh, like-mindedness and um, glorifying God as one body. Um, So our one voice, exalting God, actually edifies the church, and it brings unity, and in unity there is power. So number three, worship brings rest for our soul. Um, And this was definitely true for um, times like when I'm in the car driving or if I'm feeling at home overwhelmed with the messy house or the kids fighting. Sometimes I feel like I just need to crank that worship music and it just kind of brings a peace over the household. You can kind of feel the uh, the stress just melting away. and one scripture that came to mind was Matthew eleven twenty eight. God says, Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So as we sing, God's kingdom comes, we release our burdens to him. We begin to sense his presence, his love, his joy, his peace, and his rest for our souls. Just like uh, in um, the story of David and King Saul, David would often be summoned to King Saul's quarters because he was tormented by evil spirits, it says. Um, And God's peace and presence would come into that tent as David just played his harp and worshipped God in that place. And so worshipping God brings peace and rest for your mind and peace for your soul. Number four, worship brings a vulnerability. So often, for myself, this is characterized by crying and lots of it. And I was actually surprised today because um, I did okay during worship this morning, but on practice on Wednesday and then even practice this morning, there was one song where I ended up not being able to sing because I was a sobbing mess, well, like just crying and choking up. Um, But thank you, God, that that didn't happen. (laughs) Um, Or maybe I shouldn't be happy about that. I'm not sure. but. Uh, you get to the point in worship, well, for me, I get to the point where actually I let go. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not doing so good, God. <laughs> See? Um, and, yeah, it's it's quite freeing when you can get to the place where in worship you just drop those those walls or take off that mask and just let yourself be vulnerable. Give your permission. Give permission to yourself to be raw and honest with how you're feeling. Um, and I'll just read Psalm 13, uh, uh, which is from King David. And he was a man after God's own heart. But often in his Psalms, there's um, loads of Psalms that talk about him feeling abandoned and um, not being able to feel God's presence. So. Psalm 13 says, How long will you forget me? How long will you look the other way? How long will I struggle with my sorrow in my heart? And how long will the enemy have the upper hand? But there's always a but. But I will trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. And I will sing to the Lord, for he is good to me. And number five. So last one. Worship brings the prophetic. So this is a sensitivity to the spirit. 
Um, and through that bring comes revelation uh, and words of knowledge um, and healing as well, and often changes us. Uh, so in 2 Corinthians 3.16 says, Whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed can now see and reflect the glory of God. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So sometimes in worship, we can actually feel the tangible presence of God. We can see pictures or scripture comes to mind or phrases. In these moments, it's like we're having a glimpse of heaven, a God's eye view. It's like the veil that's been over our eyes finally is lifted and we're like, ah, oh, that's what you think, God, or that's how you see me or that's how you see the situation. So God isn't confined to this church building nor is he confined to just a worship song. All people have access to God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. In John 4, 24, we read, But the time is coming when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And God is looking for those people who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. So worshipping in spirit, is with our whole heart and our body and our soul and mind. It's authentic passion and adoration to him. Worshipping in truth is with a true knowledge of who God is, true to scripture and the truth of the gospel of the cross. So my challenge for you guys this week um, is that if you begin to feel distant, overwhelmed or stressed, or just feeling a little bit flat, a bit dry, what is it that you run to? So is it your cell phone for mindless scrolling in the evening? Is it turning on the TV to watch some Netflix? Is it uh, going out for a run? Or having a coffee and a piece of cake? Is it eating treats once the kids are asleep in bed? (laughs) This week, I challenge you guys to fast your usual stress release. And in its place, choose to open the door to intimacy through worship. So turn on some worship music that exalts God. One, declare his kingdom. Two, see it bring unity in your home. Three, see it bring rest for your soul. Four, allow yourself to be vulnerable. And five, listen to the voice of God as he lifts the veil off your eyes and pours revelation over you. Cool. So... I don't know if we have time, but um, do you want us to jump up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah why don't we do that? Okay. So I'll just get you guys to stand. The kids haven't run over yet, um, but they'll probably be on their way. But what better way to exercise worship than to actually do some? So if I can have the band up. 